Hello, one and all, and welcome to your Wednesday evening on the Woe Pony podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's Grace Clark here with you for about 45 minutes or so, bringing you some top banter as per usual of a Wednesday. How are we all? I was patiently waiting for the rain, thinking, ah, it's not going to happen today. They lied. It happened. So for anybody that's outside listening to this, um, take shelter. There's a storm out there. Uh, how are we all? I am very well. Thank you very much. I could hear that on the, on the tip of your tongue that you were asking how I am. I've had the busiest day ever, just non-stop at work, and then rushed here, rushed to get ready, rushed to find you the stories for your usual podcast gab, and here I am, here with you until 8 o'clock today. Uh, I've got some tunes for you as well if you're listening live on the radio. And if you're listening to the podcast, today the topic of the week is... Children, kids, the kids are all right, you know. I've got some stories that I found of kids being stupid, funny, quite clever, bit of everything. I think it's inspired by the fact that I miss my niece dearly, wholeheartedly, and I decided to find some stories that I thought might tickle my sister. So let's crack on with that. Before that, I've got a little bit of C for you. So let's enjoy. Right, I got bored of waiting and now I've realised that I'm really, really not ready um, to start the show. Hello and welcome, this is Grace Clark. Welcome to the Woe Pony podcast. Um, today's topic of the week is kids. I've got stupid, silly, um, outrageous stories of, of kids being funny or tragic. And I think we should just go right into it. Some things that I've found on the internet here or been sent in. Um, the reason for this is because I miss my niece an awful lot and I'm hoping that the, the the I picked these stories in the hope that my sister will laugh at them and I guess I'll find out tomorrow when she's on the way to forest school and she's listening in the car um, on the way in the morning and starts at 9am okay so the first story says I let three kids stab a big cardboard box with screwdrivers I thought that assigning them each a side would somehow negate the violence in which they yielded their stabber. It got out of control almost immediately with violent st- stabs <laughs> near all their hands, not at each other. I had to apologise for that one for a while to the other mum. Oh, they weren't all her children. That is awkward. Uh, when I desperately screamed at them at the top of my lungs to stop before there was an injury, I had three annoyed kids on my hands because I was... I had just given them a taste of something they had always wanted to do. It was the most fun two minutes of their lives. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that the first thought that you went to was violence um, when trying to entertain children. But it's fine. Um, I'm sure I'll I'll do that one day with Effie. (laughs) Um, The next one says, elementary school teacher here. We had a student who wouldn't stop stealing things out of other kids' backpacks. We would catch him on camera and call his parents and they would just say, no, that's his stolen item. We just bought it for him. Then we get him on positive behaviour plan and create intentional lessons about empathy to others, setting goals to get what you want. Setting goals to get what you want. Oh, yes, that is written correctly. The difference between what he wants and needs, etc. Eventually, he gets enough positive days in a row 
that he gets released from the behaviour plan and receives a free bike. A, a free bike? Oh, my God. How do I get a free bike? Do I have to go back to school? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. As his, as his incentive for good behaviour... They were donated to the school by a local bike shop, but the story doesn't end there. The next day, he told me his uncle stole the bike and pawned it. <gasps> oh, no. He went right back to his old behaviours. It was heartbreaking. Oh, that's sad. I thought these stories were going to be fun. <laughs> no, that's not very good. I Rest assured, Katie, I will never do that to Effie. I'll never steal her things and pawn them off. <laughs> The next one's short and sweet. It says, my daughter's daycare had circle time every morning as a way to start the day. One morning we were late and walked into the middle of circle time. My daughter said, we were late because mummy had, <laughs> had diarrhoea. That's the thing I love about kids. They're straight to the point and they're so brutally honest because they have no filter. And that's, that's why they're so funny. Next one, we were at the dinner table eating pizza when I asked my son Logan if I could use some of his blue cheese dressing to dip my crust. He obliged after a long deep sigh of annoyance. I was offended at this reaction and decided to remind him of the strenuous labour and delivery I had bringing this £9.9 Oh my gosh body into this world. The old I gave birth to you guilt trip. His response was Really, Mum? How long are you gonna ride? How long are you gonna ride that scooter? <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. Really, Mum? How long are you gonna ride that scooter? <laughs> uh, the next story says, as educators, my husband and I encouraged our son Kenny to always try to do his best. One afternoon, his dad, his godmother, and I took him to view the Henry Matisse paper cutouts exhibition. Kenny was five years old at the time and looked a bit befuddled by the artwork. He mused for a bit and then with his hands clasped behind his back said, well, he tried his best. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, well, at least he was still positive about it. I love that a, a, a pro artist, uh, a real person of their time. And he said he tried his best. <laughs> He's been brought up well, clearly. Next one. We attend a small church in South Mississippi where small children usually sit with their parents during mass. I was so proud of our two-year-old that day because they kept quiet during the sermon. Towards the end of the sermon, the preacher, my dad, began raising his voice to accentuate his main points. Our little diva stood up and yelled, Calm down, poor, poor. Everyone in the church, including my dad, took a moment to laugh. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's a lovely little moment. Some of these are a bit too nice. I'm waiting for disasters. Is that, is that evil? I don't know. Uh, moving on. My great nephew is five years old and loves sports, yet he was amazed when he visited his friend's house and realised they were hunters. There he saw antlers, mounted deer heads and shotguns. He came home all excited. Mum, for Christmas I want a bow and arrow or a gun, he said. I'm sorry, buddy, his mum replied, but they're, we're, not just, we're just not hunting people. Oh, I don't want to hunt people, he said. I want to hunt animals. <laughs> this is what I mean. Kids don't really have that filter. They just um, they take things very literally. Oh, sweet. 
After moving to the country, my three-year-old daughter and I were often alone in our house. Because we lived in a rural area with no close neighbours, I wanted to make sure my daughter would be able to call 911 in the event that something happened to me. After instructing her, I decided to test her. Okay, what would you do if you found me on the floor and couldn't wake me up? I could see her little brain working. To my surprise, she finally said, I would go into the kitchen and eat anything I want. Ah, oh, same, to be honest. I, I can't even, I can't. <laughs> oh, kids are so sweet. The next one says, babysitting my two great-granddaughters ages three and four, I read them stories and then needing a break, I suggested they watch cartoons for a while. As they were engrossed in their show, I decided to relax and finish a book I had been reading. The four-year-old kept looking over at me and finally asked, Nana, what are you doing? I told her I was reading my book. Looking puzzled, she said, but you're not saying anything. <gasps> Heartbreaking. That's so sweet. You're not saying anything. <laughs> Some of these are a little bit too cute, I think. Um, I'm hoping that in part two, uh, which is going to come up very shortly, I'm hoping that I will have... Um, some that are a little bit more um what's a polite word for the radio <laughs> can't think of one uh, let's go on to one last one before we move on to the half past adverts it says i was outside pruning my roses and i heard a loud thump and a cry i ran to find my four-year-old son alex at the bottom of the stairs in the garage i found out that he had jumped from the top of the stairs trying to fly like peter pan after a long talk about reality versus make-believe, I walked away feeling I had gotten my point across. That was until I heard my son whisper, must not have been enough pixie dust. Oh gosh, these are too cute. Let's move on. Yes, hello, welcome back. It's Grace Clark with you for another little while um, on Riverside Radio here with the Woe Pony podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. For those of you who haven't tuned into the podcast before, we record live here on Riverside Radio and um, we choose a different topic each week and we gab and we have uh, stories that I share with you. And today's topic of the week is kids children uh, mostly quite sweet stories so far of little things that kids have done with zero inhibitions and zero consequences um, I did have a text from my mum uh, just in the little break that I had then saying that they're too cute and they're too nice um, she's like me she likes nitty gritty stories you know something a little bit more evil something a little bit more shocking but I I don't I don't have any uh, it would appear I don't have evil and shocking stuff maybe I've got some more for the second half but kids are so sweet and innocent that why would I have evil and shocking stories without them being a little bit depressy so without further ado let's move on to a few more stories before I uh, play another tune and leave you for the evening and bid you adieu the next one is very short and sweet Sweet indeed is the word. It says, I was riding on a public bus and my five-year-old put her hand on a guy's shoulder in the seat in front of us and said, this man is very fat. <laughs> this man is very fat. Oh, bless her. I feel like that's something I probably would have done. Not too sure. Not too sure. I'll get my mum to confirm or deny. 
The next one says, My daughter decided to strip completely naked, nappy and all in the shop when I had my back turned for about five seconds. I only became aware when a, a lovely lady tapped me on my shoulder and whispered into my ear, Excuse me, love, your child is dancing naked beside the potatoes. <laughs> It's the beside the potatoes for me. It's very specific as to the location and uh, gives you a proper... Oh, <laughs> uh, what a little cute kid just living their best life and, you know, inhibitions are out the window. Next one says, when I was five or six, we were at my dad's company picnic. I was introduced to his boss and I told him, my daddy says you're a... <laughs> I can't really say it's on the radio. My daddy says, you're a son of a... My dad's co-workers fed me ice cream all afternoon. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? Because you, you were... This is what I mean. Kids are open and honest. They don't have any filter. They don't have a filter. They just say what they want to say. Next one says, my daughter is eight now, but when she was two, I taught her to say, behold, instead of look. We'd be at the store or something, and she'd go to point out whatever thing she saw, and she'd say... Daddy, behold. <laughs> now that sounds like something I would do. Uh, the next one says, my daughter is in kindergarten now. Once their teacher asked a simple question about chickens and how they are useful to people. Most of the kids suggested a number of great ideas such as eggs, feathers and using, chicken, and using chickens as food. But according to my girl, they all forgot about another obvious one. You can also use chickens in animal sacrifice rituals, she said. When she told us proudly about the class, we appreciated her resourcefulness, but also banned her from watching such educational TV shows with us from then on. <laughs> you can use chickens in animal sacrifice rituals, Mitz. <laughs> How old is that? How old's kindergarten? Is that primary school or is that before primary school? not too sure can't be can't be bothered to google moving on my friend was pregnant with her second baby her three-year-old son stayed at his grandmother's while she was in hospital imagine the situation when he got back home and there she was his newborn baby sister after two hours of observation he asked so whose baby is this are her parents coming to pick her up or what <laughs> Aww. That must be really difficult when you think about it when you're a little kid because you don't understand and maybe you feel like you're being replaced. I didn't feel like that when I was baby because I was too little to remember. Oh. Next one says, A very close friend of ours, Bob, had passed away and we took our eight-year-old son to the gravesite service. Risky move there. Eight-year-old son. Okay. He was in awe the entire time. After lowering the casket, Bob's grandchildren each gave a golf ball on top of the coffin. Bob was an avid golfer and his widow decided to drop golf balls into the grave instead of flowers. Everyone smiled and joked. When we finished dropping the balls, our son, speaking in his outside voice, had everyone laughing when he said, Mum, it's a good thing your friend wasn't a bowler. <laughs> Oh, how sweet. Little kids are just something else, aren't they? They're just something else. Uh, the next one says, and actually it's the last one for the evening. I'm sorry that the show is so speedy this evening, but alas, 
your girl has got places to be and things to do. So the last one says, my favourite moment raising my children happened while tucking my daughter into bed. How do you pronounce this name? Jean or Jean? Or Jean? Jean? I'm just going to go with Jean, I think. I don't know how to pronounce that. Please let me know. Please let me know. Um, Anyway, she told me she went to the nurse's office that day with a classmate who had just lost a tooth. Unfortunately, the nurse said, you know, your mother is really the tooth fairy. (gasps) Why would you say that? That's mean. Oh, it depends. How old are they, though? If they were like 14. (laughs) And she mentioned something about, I'm going to put this under my pillow. Then, yeah, sure. The the nurse can say, you know, your, your, your mum's the tooth fairy. But uh, if this was, you know, a little kid, that's mean. That's very mean. Anyway, she said, uh, you know, your mother's really the tooth fairy. My daughter looked up at me and asked if it was true. And I said, yes. Then she said, how do you fly around all the houses? Oh, that's so sweet. And on that happy little note, I think... Yes, thank you very much for joining me today on the Woe Pony podcast here at Riverside Radio in Battersea Park, London. I thank you very much and... um please watch this back on youtube there'll be parts one and parts two if you've listened here today you might uh, enjoy seeing my little little face uh, seeing what i look like in real life <laughs> anyway i hope you have a fabulous fabulous evening it's going to be uh rainy all week and then very sunny next week and um night them. <laughs> <laughs>